Hey fam, welcome to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am your host, Tony Collier, and each series we lean into the stories of women and men that uncover their brokenness and practically show us all how they've rebuilt their lives with hope and grit. Come on, come on, let's lean in. Hey, what's up, fam? It's Tony Collier, and this is a real, real special episode of the Still Coloring Podcast. First of all, it's our very first episode of this brand new season called Embracing Pain. And I thought I have to interview my girl, Lisa Turkhurst, for this series. She has been through so much pain. I mean, you have seen her story from divorce to redemption to divorce again and and just redeeming her marriage and pressing into really hard pain. Well, she's got a new book um, called Goodbye. Boundaries and goodbyes. And y'all know how I feel about boundaries out here, okay? We want to have boundaries in our lives that are strong enough to keep the bad stuff out, but permeable enough to let the good stuff in. And Lisa says in the episode, boundaries must come from love. Not bitterness, not because you hate somebody, not because you're like, bye-bye, but because you love them enough to put boundaries in place because you love your heart enough to have it be healthy and protected. Here's the deal. I would say you may cry on this episode a little bit, but more than that, you need to write some notes, write some notes, voice notes, some notes, whatever you got to do, get some notes on and popping and get ready to learn how to protect your heart, protect your feelings, your emotions, all the things, but to do it in a way that really includes God in the process. Here we go. Lisa Turkers. Well, hey guys, it is Tony Collier, and we are here with another season of the Still Coloring Podcast, and I'm so excited about it. And I honestly feel like I have to be excited because we talk about such hard things. And so I'm like, woo, yay. Okay, let's talk about pain. Okay, we're transitioning right on in. Okay. <laughs> and I am so excited for so many reasons about our guest today. One reason um, specifically is because um, maybe about, gosh, I don't even remember. I'm not even going to try to do timelines, okay, because it, it can go downhill. But some years ago, I was sitting in Atlanta at Passion City Church at the Grove, and we um, were asked to turn our phones off. And I was like, mm, this is getting real crazy a little bit. Um, but turn our phones off. We want to respect the guest. And lo and behold, this person comes out on stage. And there was a moment she read um, this incredible poem. And what happened in that moment was that I felt really, really seen. Because what was going on in her life was similar to my story. and But what was different is that she had the courage and the bravery to stand up on a stage in front of all these thousands of women at Passion City Church and share the broken parts of her story and the journey uh, to press through pain and then to get to hope. And I said, that's my kind of chick right there. And fast forward, all my friends have been raving about her. My husband, Sam, got to interview her on his podcast at Catalyst. I got to hear even more of her story. And every time I hear this guest, speak um I feel more seen and more known and I feel more courage uh, than I ever have before and so I'm excited because I have Lisa Turkhurst on my podcast today and I'm hoping my prayer my hope I do this every single episode is that the same feeling of being seen and known and courageous that I get when I hear her speak is what I pray that you listeners and watchers watchers ha that's a new word listeners and watchers get to experience today Lisa Turkhurst how you doing hi I'm so honored to be with 
thank you. This is great. I'm trying to move a lot for the listeners. They can't really see me, but I'm trying to move, trying not to knock the mic down because I just have so much energy welling up in me um, because I get real jazzed about redemption stories. And and Lisa, you've got one and two. I think you got two or three redemption stories out here. And you're willing to press into the hard things and share that. And, and when you share that, people are set free. And so I'm just really, really excited about that. Um, so you're feeling good today, Lisa. And I just have a quick question. How are you feeling about your 26th book? Is this 26th? I think so. Goodness yeah. Gracious. It's, um, yeah. I'm feeling really excited about it yeah. because I write from my point of struggle, mm. not from my point of success. Wait, wait, and, wait. I'm so sorry. What does that even mean? You write from your point okay. of struggle, not your point of success. We're going to dive right on in. Okay. Um, what it means is everybody can relate to struggles mm. and heartbreak and hurt. Not everybody can relate to the successes that we find. Wow. And so I write about topics that are lessons I need because I know mm. I'm going to be knee deep in this information for yeah. two years. And I spend a lot of time researching and, and honestly spending a lot of time with, um, with a theologian wrestling through my mm. biblical questions, my resistance to whatever it is that I'm talking about, yeah. my struggle with what we're talking about. But then I also have an amazing Christian counselor and I wrestled through things with mm. him. So the topic of boundaries is one that I quite honestly stunk at. I mean, really. Okay. That's honest. And okay. I believe that where there's the presence of chaos mm. in a relationship, that's the exact spot where we can find a lack of boundaries, a lack of healthy, appropriate boundaries. Come on. So, um, you know, when, when a reader opens up my book, more than being taught, they want to be understood. Yeah. And so if I write from my point of struggle, then I want them to see that I have struggled with this to the yeah. same depth and level that they have, which then later in the book, I think helps them trust my advice even more. Oh, 100%. I, I've always said this, I feel like when we go through something really hard, and we really and not go through something like just like brush it off and keep it moving, but like really go through through it, go deep, embrace the pain, heal from it, process through it. Um, we, we build the authority to speak into it and to reach back and help other people process through it themselves. And I feel like that's what you're saying. And that's what you've done in this brand new book good boundaries and goodbyes am i saying this i always just want to make sure i get it correct yes. good, boundaries good boundaries and goodbyes and goodbyes and the subtitle is loving others without losing the best of who you are which the mm. subtitle could catch people off guard because yep. we don't often think about good boundaries and goodbyes paired with love correct but our motivation for healthy boundaries has to be love. It can't be control. It cannot mm. be manipulation. It cannot be punishment. It has the motivation has to be love so Come that on. we're seeking each other's highest good. Okay, now wait a minute. All right. One, I know we have someone listening and watching that's like, no, 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 I'm setting these boundaries up because I hate this person. I'm setting these boundaries up out of fear because they have controlled me or they've caused pain into my life. How do you even have love for someone? Where does that even come from to create healthy boundaries around them? Such a good question. And I understand that. I mean, I have I have definitely over the past eight years, I have been hurt um, in yeah. the deepest ways imaginable. And um, 
And the betrayal wasn't just in the the breakup of my marriage. I really call it the death of my marriage. Mm. It wasn't just there. It was it was in so many other ways, just with people's reactions and things like that. Yep. So it was just hurt upon hurt, pain upon pain. Yeah. And 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 in the midst of it, I had several medical crises, and I almost died. And so well, okay, no. <laughs> what? I didn't yes. Know. Okay. Okay. Um, it was, it was a lot. Had, it was just a lot. Um, yeah. In 2016, in the middle of, of the, probably the hardest season, yeah. um, unexplainably my colon twisted and cut the blood flow off inside of me. And so they wound up having to do emergency surgery oh and remove most of my colon. And then a year later I was diagnosed with breast cancer. So it was just a lot. My it was goodness. hurt upon hurt, pain upon pain. Yeah. Um, and so I get it when somebody yep. says, yep. like, these people that have caused me so much pain, are yep. you saying that I have to love them? So mm. let me help you understand what I mean. Yeah. God's greatest commandment to us is to love God and love others. Yeah. Uh, but we must not confuse the good command to love with the bad behavior of enabling. So if you're looking for a new Bible study, I want to tell y'all about one from my friends at Women of Welcome. Their team has created a real beautiful, simple, and also free, hello somebody, Bible study that can be done individually or even with a group. Women of Welcome is a community dedicated to diving into the whole of scripture to understand God's heart for the immigrant and the refugee. The welcome of Christ was astonishing to the culture around him. I mean, he gave voice to the speechless, frustrated the powerful, he humbled the wise, and as Christians, our welcome should be like his, wonderfully surprising, deeply challenging, and firmly rooted in love. Not just love for the people in our neighborhood, the people that look like us, believe like us, talk like us, walk like us, but love for all. Every single human being, all created in the Imago Dei, the image of God. What's incredible is that last year, I actually got to go to the Mexico border with Women of Welcome, and it was incredible. My eyes were opened. My heart was humbled. Compassion grew. I mean, it was beautiful and hard at the same time. Now, when you decide to start following Women of Welcome and learning from them, I want you to know that you will venture into a journey of understanding biblical hospitality in a fresh and authentic way. Now, a great starting point is their Christ-like welcome study, and you can download it for free today. Spend five weeks in the Word exploring the beautiful welcome of Jesus toward His most beloved creation, human beings. Humans, y'all. We're talking about God's plan A, his daughters and his sons. Now to download your free copy of the Christ-like welcome study, visit womenofwelcome.com slash Tony. That's womenofwelcome.com slash Tony for your free Bible study. Go grab it right now and become more like Christ. All right, here's the question. 
Do you have big goals for 2023? Or are you like me, taking it one day at a time, just trying to stay on top of my crazy to-do lists? Okay, I'm gonna be honest. I'm actually feeling pretty excited about the new year, and that's in part because of the prep dish meal plans I've recently started using. Y'all listen, I don't really like to cook, okay? I just gotta be honest about that. But these meal plans have been helping me cook and enjoy really delicious, healthy meals, even on weeknights. Now, I don't even have to think about what I need to cook okay I let the prep dish team take care of it for me every Friday I receive four meal prep meal plans straight to my inbox gluten-free paleo low carb and super fast which takes just one hour to prep five healthy dinners for the whole week y'all Prepping my week's meals with these time-saving meal plans has been a total game changer for my weeknights. I never have to think about what's for dinner, and I have so much more free time to relax with my family in the evenings. Now, the founder, Allison, is both a dietitian and a chef, and I just love knowing that our meals are not only delicious, but nutritionally balanced as well. Plus, she's a mom, like me, to two little boys, so she gets the need to feed a family without spending hours in the kitchen every night. Now, if you want to serve healthy homemade meals without the stress, the founder Allison is offering my listeners, the Still Coloring Podcast listeners, a free two-week trial to try it out. And you can't beat that, okay? So check out prepdish.com slash Tony for this amazing deal. Again, that's prepdish.com slash T-O-N-I for your first two weeks free. This is is a no-brainer, y'all. I mean, I love free stuff. I love saving time. Go get it done, okay? Oh, my goodness. Wait a minute. Can you bring that back for somebody? Can we just... We must not confuse... Listen, because if somebody... Somebody is on the road, like, skirt, listening to this podcast, like, wait, what was that? Can you say that again? Yes, we must not confuse the good command to love with the bad behavior of enabling. Oh, my goodness. And so sometimes I think as Christians, we feel like it's Mm. our duty to sacrifice everything about ourselves, to lay down our life for every single person that is in front of us. But look, Jesus did lay down his life, but it was for a high and holy purpose. It was not to enable bad behavior to continue. I just, I knew that this was going to be good. I didn't think that seven minutes in, we'd just be dropping these little bombs like this. This is what I didn't understand, Lisa, okay? I hope that you're leaning into this conversation, folks. There's about five ways that I want to go with the conversation. I think, so my counselor always says, number one, um, that we do have to have boundaries. Boundaries that are strong enough to keep the bad stuff out, permeable enough to let the good stuff in. Um, How do we create boundaries that are strong enough to keep the bad stuff out to protect us, but not so strong that we miss out on the really good, sweet parts of life, that we miss out on new love, new relationships, and redemption. How do we do that? Well, I'm not going to be able to give you like the perfect answer. No, no, we don't want perfect. Yeah. Because here's the thing with this book. I don't want to tell you how to think. Mm. I want to give you a lot to think about. Using the Bible and using therapeutic principles. So there's a million nuances in relationships that, you know, people are going to have to sort of eat the fish, leave the bones here. Okay. Okay, This is good. So however this applies to you, um, apply it. And then whatever doesn't help, let it go. Okay. But I want you to think about three words when it comes to boundaries. I want you to think about access, responsibility, and consequence. Mm. 
So a boundary without a consequence is nothing but a bad suggestion. So there are consequences for cross boundaries. Yeah. But let's focus on the first two words. The first two words are access and responsibility. Mm. And where I got this from is when God established the tabernacle and the temple. First of all, boundaries are all through the Bible. Even the first recorded conversation that God has with Adam, mm. it's on the topic of boundaries. Yeah. I mean, think about that. God could have chosen any subject matter. Yeah. And he chose the subject matter of a boundary and he did it in the context of freedom and protection. This so God says you are free because he sets the context of freedom. Because when yep. you know where the boundary lines are, you're that's true freedom to run that's within good. the boundary lines. That's good. Right. And um, so with all of that in mind and knowing that boundaries are not just a good idea, they're God's idea. By the time that I got to the temple, I started to recognize that God allowed certain people mm. access to certain parts of the temple, not because they were more valuable, yeah, but it was based on the level of responsibility that they would bring to have that kind of access. Come on. The greatest access given was to the high priest once a year when he made an atonement for the people. And when he went in to make atonement for the people, he his responsibility to have that kind of access to absolute holiness yeah. was he had to be perfectly cleansed and perfectly purified because if he stepped into the presence of holiness yeah. without that, uh -huh. without fulfilling his responsibility for that kind of access, yeah. he would drop dead. He would literally so, be crushed. Okay. <laughs> right. So greatest access yeah. required the greatest responsibility and mm. came with the greatest consequence. And when I had that revelation, I was like, therein mm. lies my problem. Okay. I have been giving level 10 access to people yeah. who are only willing or capable of like level three responsibility. <laughs> Not even and over five. Distance, yes. Yeah. The distance between those yeah. two, that's, that's the need for a boundary. Ooh. So the mistake that I used to make was okay, I'm going to have to put a boundary on this person to force them to raise their level of responsibility yep. up to 10 if I'm giving them level 10 access. Yep. But we all know you cannot control another person. If they yep. don't want to change motivated internally, then you cannot possibly change them on a permanent basis, right? Oh. They yes. can make temporary behavior modifications, but never mistake a temporary behavior modification with real life change. Those two things are very different. They ain't the same. So you can have a conversation with someone and mm -hmm. ask them to lift up their area of responsibility or their level of responsibility to the level of access you've given them. Yeah. But if they are unwilling or incapable, you don't put a boundary on them. You put a boundary on yourself in this situation mm. and you choose to reduce the access down to the level of their demonstrated responsibility. Ooh. And here's the thing. You're already doing this really well because I, okay, let me ask you a question. Okay, I'm ready. Do you have a bank account? Do a bank account? Yes, I do. Okay. Do you have unlimited funds in your bank account? No, no, mm-mm. Nope. If you did, I would really like to continue this conversation <laughs> offline because I have got okay, some, girl. I have got some ways that we could spend those. That's what I'm funds. saying. But, so you have limited funds. Um, is that because you're selfish? No. 
No, it's not because you're selfish. It's because you're human, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And you you don't have unlimited funds because it's not because you're selfish. It's because you're human. Okay. Yeah. So if I were to say, okay, Tony, with your bank account, knowing you have limited funds, would you be willing to share with everyone right now the passcode so that we can all have level ten access to your bank account? It's gonna be it's gonna be a no. It's gonna be a no for three hundred. Yeah. Okay. And and why is it a no? I mean, is it because you're not being very Christian right now? Ooh. Lisa, are you interviewing me on my show? Okay, because I love this. <laughs> I love this. No, it's not because I'm not a good Christian. Right. It's because why? You that's don't because- know that everyone who you give that level of access to is going to be responsible. That's right. It's almost like the Starbucks giveaway. I'm like, don't get the grande. You over here getting the venti. You need to be getting the tall so everybody else can share. But they won't. See, that's right. And so we that's know good. this with our finances. We know that if we give everyone unlimited access to our finances, mm. we're eventually going to go bankrupt. Yep. We know that with finances, but we forget it with our emotions, our with hearts. our relational capacity, mm. um, with so many other aspects of our life. So a boundary, a healthy boundary is not forcing someone else to change. Yeah. It's acknowledging where they're at. And then reducing the level of access we grant them mm. down to the level of responsibility that they are willing or capable of demonstrating. Boom. It's like a little chart. Okay. They just, they're going to meet themselves where they're capable to do it so that you can protect your heart, your emotions, all your mental stability, all the things. Okay. You could have named, I do this when I get excited. I'm sorry. Um, you, you could have named this book, Just Good Boundaries. Where does the goodbyes come in? Well, because over time, if you see someone, Mm -hmm. they're not making a mistake, but they've established a pattern Mm. of bringing zero responsibility to the relationship. Wait, wait. They're just being utterly. I need to just back up because the the people, we need to get this. What's the difference between a mistake and a pattern? Somebody's like, well, my husband makes mistakes. Like, let's just differentiate that real quick. Okay. So a mistake is what we all make. You know, mm-hmm. none of us are perfect. None of us are sinless. Yep. We all make mistakes. Yep. But the difference between a mistake and a pattern, a mistake is you, A, call it a mistake. Mm-hmm. B, you repent from that mistake. You seek either, you know, definitely you seek forgiveness and possibly restitution, you yep. know. And then a mistake also means that you understand that you got to turn it around. Mm. You you can't make the mistake, say you're sorry, and then make the mistake and say you're sorry, make the mistake and say you're sorry. Remember, That's Jesus good. did call us to forgive 70 times seven. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe that Jesus intended for us to get emotionally destroyed or physically mm. abused in the process. That's good. So I believe what Jesus meant is create enough distance between you and that person yep. that if they never change, that you can stay safe and be far enough away That's to good. forgive them 70 times seven without getting destroyed in the process. That's so good. So a okay. mistake is that is it's like, okay, I recognize, I acknowledge the mistake, all of that. And I'm going to, I'm going to make it right. And I'm going to not keep repeating this mistake. A pattern is someone living in denial mm. that the the mistake is affecting other people and it mm. it's not just a one-time mistake it is an ongoing pattern yes, that they good. refuse to address they refuse to turn around and um and maybe they even have the desire at times 
to get better, but they don't seek the appropriate help to actually mm. make that happen. Okay. And so big difference between a mistake and a pattern. All right. So Thank if someone you. has a pattern of bringing into this relationship, zero responsibility, mm. then at some point, it's not that you're walking away. It's that you're choosing to accept reality that mm. this is an unsustainable relationship. Yeah. And so you may have to, over time, reduce their access down to a zero. Yeah. Just like their responsibilities at a zero. Mm. And again, I'm not... I'm not calling people to do this quickly. Yeah. You don't need to make a leap. You need to make small steps and get other biblically wise people around you That's to help good. you process this. We don't want to just start ghosting our friends, <laughs> like never calling Bye. our parents, forcing our spouse, right? right? That's not what this is about. That's good. This is about over time, you recognizing what the real status of this relationship is and yeah recognizing that you can't be the only one to try to create change in the relationship. If That's both good. people don't want change, change isn't possible. Mm. Like imagine if you were having a cardiac event today, yeah. I could give you CPR for a little while yeah. and I could sustain your life, right? Using yep. external pressure. But at some point, if your heart does not quicken and start beating on its own, it is an unsustainable situation. Situation. Never have you seen two friends walking around the mall, one doing chest compressions <laughs> on the other person and calling that like, oh, that's sustainable. That's we got healthy. it. We right. got it. Let's keep shopping, girls. You know, right. And that's the same so is true with necessary changes to make sustainable relationships. At some point, that other person who has not been willing to change, if they do not have the desire to change that is coming from within them, that's good. motivated hopefully by the Holy Spirit, yeah. and they are pursuing that mm. with everything they've got, then it will eventually become ex like it will eventually become unsustainable because you can't yep. sustain a relationship. Mm. One person putting constant external pressure on the other one, hoping to make things better. Oh, that's so good. I, I love what you're saying. And I had to really learn this the hard way. That is very difficult to heal and find wholeness with the people in the places that broke you in the first place if they are not willing to change to stay in darkness, to stay in the valleys and never get to places of restoration and redemption. And so I just, I love it. And I just want to speak to the listener and the watcher and just say that it's possible to be redeemed from a situation, be redeemed from a betrayal, abandonment, abuse. It's possible. And Lisa, you're giving us practical tools and some real honesty out here to help us really do that. And I just think that's so freeing. And I want to speak to that because this isn't a podcast for you to just listen to. Hopefully this is a podcast that you take, put it up in your little backpack and go do some work with it. And for many of us, especially me, boundaries are hard. Okay. Cause I'm an all in or nothing type of girl. I'm from Texas baby. Okay. And I'm just like, I'm either like going to like die for you. Okay. Or you're dead to me kind of girl. And so the messy middle is very difficult. And I feel like you kind of have to operate in the messy middle to create good boundaries. Can you talk about how you or how someone like me who has real hard, hard times finding boundaries, getting in the middle, how do we get to a place where we start to move to the middle of our situations, stand in these messy places and create boundaries in our lives? 
Well, that's the whole middle part of the book. And I give people a lot of questions Mm -hmm. to ask themselves and um, red flags to look for where it's like very apparent that a boundary is needed. But Mm -hmm. sometimes that self-awareness with us gets confusing because when we're knee deep in a relationship, we fear sometimes the consequence of me putting a boundary in the situation, we fear Mm. that that other person may not like the boundary. Um, That other person may push us away if we do the boundary or they may even reject us. And here's, here's a really crucial thing to think about. I used to say that I struggled with people pleasing and that was one of the reasons I had a hard time with boundaries, right? Yep. But when I really got honest before the Lord, I wasn't people pleasing just to make other people happy. I was people pleasing because I wanted to keep that person happy enough that I never had to fear them taking away from me something I was getting from them. All right. So some of you listening know about my past with marriage. I was in a really toxic marriage, very verbally abusive, and I got a divorce and I got remarried really quickly. And I got to tell you this, I really wish that I would have taken my time. Now, don't get me wrong. I love my man and we have an incredibly beautiful marriage. But if we had a little bit more time, I think we would have dived into some incredible resources like the one I'm getting ready to tell you about. Countdown to Marriage is an online course created by Legacy Family Ministries, and it is the ultimate preparation for a meaningful and fulfilling marriage. Countdown to Marriage will help an engaged couple to connect and lay a solid foundation before declaring their vows. In this six-session course, Legacy Family Ministries walks couples through practical topics like communication styles, conflict management, sexual intimacy, shared finances, and even how to navigate relationships with in-laws. <laughs> Can I get an amen on that? The course is led by Byron and Carla Weathersby, who have spent nearly 30 years, you heard that right, 30 years preparing thousands of couples for marriage, including Chip and Joanna Gaines. The Countdown to Marriage course provides engaging training videos, actionable resources from each lesson, and really important discussion questions to get couples talking about what matters most. Now, if you are engaged to be married or you know someone who is, I want you to visit LegacyCountdown.com slash online and enter the code Ivy Media to save 25% off the cost of the course. Again, that's LegacyCountdown.com slash online and use Ivy, that's I-V-E-Y media at checkout to receive 25% off. Here's the deal. We need stronger marriages. We need marriages that will last through really hard things. And the only way for us to see that is to see couples living on the offense, not the defense, before they walk down the aisle, getting equipped with a solid foundation so that their marriage lasts. Check it out. 
Well, if you are a faithful listener of the Still Coloring Podcast and you listen to season one, then you've heard me share about an organization near and dear to my heart, Africa New Life. And you also know that I have been sponsoring a student named Sandrine Ishamwe since she captured my heart during a trip to Rwanda in 2019. Now, God has created an extraordinary transformation in Rwanda, and we want more communities and families to see, hear, and feel the good news this Christmas. Currently, more than 11,000 students are sponsored through Africa New Life, confidently pursuing their education while being encouraged by local staff and gaining access to medical support and other care, all while learning about Jesus, y'all. As Africa New Life continues to support communities in Rwanda and disciple families, they really need more sponsors to come alongside students. These students and their families have faithfully prayed for a sponsor for a while now, trusting that God will provide. And we know that God will continue to work miracles in Rwanda. And fam, listen, we have the incredible opportunity to be a part of this, this holiday season, as we expectantly wait for our Savior. Let's provide joy and hope to students in Rwanda by sponsoring their education. I have made it a personal goal for our still coloring family to sponsor 50 to 100 African New Life students this holiday season. Listen, this isn't about numbers. We are talking about 50 to 100 individual students, individual families whose lives will be drastically changed. And I just think that's a beautiful way to celebrate the birth of our Savior. By helping transform a young person's life and being a part of a transformative chain reaction that will empower an entire community. Listen, if you're ready to be a part of some amazing Christmas joy, go to africanewlife.org forward slash Tony to see the students waiting for sponsorship right now. It will change their life and it will undoubtedly change yours. Again, that's africanewlife.org slash T-O-N-I. Let's hit our goal of 50 to 100 students and let's change the lives of 50 to 100 people and beyond. Oh, no, wait a minute. You just convicted me, okay? And I say conviction, not con- condemnation, okay? Because are you are you essentially saying, this is like a deep concept here. Are you essentially saying that w- we manipulate, okay, situations and people in a way that says, I'm not going to put a healthy boundary in place for myself. It would actually ease my pain. It would actually lead me to a whole and healed life essentially for myself. Like I'm not going to put this boundary in place, not for you and your relationship with me, but because I want you to stay because it benefits me when you're here without the boundary. Yes. God dang it. And so here's the other thing. Like if we, if we fear that someone is Mm. going to withdraw from us, reject us because we put a healthy boundary in place, the sad truth is that's probably the kind of person that will eventually walk away from you anyways. Oh, be- they going to put a boundary on you mess around. Exactly. And so, <gasps> you know, we we sometimes are in unhealthy relationships uh-huh. because 
we feel like if we don't get whatever it is that we're getting from this person, that mm. we can't be okay in the world. Ooh. Listen, we will always desperately want from other people yeah. what we fear we will never get from God. Oh, they become idols. Yeah, so I'm going to say it again. Gosh, dang it. We will always desperately want from other people what we fear we will never get from God. So really, when we start to put our trust in God, our creator, it allows us the freedom and the peace and maybe even the courage to put boundaries in place for people who can never be our God. Okay. That's yeah. a lot of, de okay. That's, I feel like what you're talking about and the way that you're talking about it comes from a very healthy place. I don't think we start off like that, okay? It sounds like you have done your work to even get to the place where you are secure enough in God, which you're, where you're secure enough in yourself that you would even say, I'm worth boundaries. I'm worthy of healthy relationships. I'm worthy to be treated right. For the person that's like, I'm not there yet. Like, I don't, I don't even think I'm worth putting boundaries in place so that I can protect myself because I need these people. Where do they start? Like, how do they even get to a place where it's like, nope. I'm worthy of good boundaries and healthy relationships and I can have them because I believe that God has everything else for me. Well, I think most of us want to have peace in our life. Most of us want love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, yeah. goodness, you know, self-control. I mean, we, we want to demonstrate those things. Mm. We want to be the best version of ourselves, and it's our responsibility. It's called self-control. You know, right. we can't control another person, yeah. but God has enabled the fruit of a, of this, of his spirit in us to help mm. us demonstrate self-control. And so I think that's where it starts. We have to ask the Lord, like, Lord, I want to be mm -hmm. this kind of person and write down what kind of person do you want to be? Yeah. Do you want to be a kind of person who's patient? Well, if you don't have boundaries, you're going to start to get so frazzled that you'll become impatient, not just with the person mm. that's causing this turmoil in this one particular relationship. You'll start to become impatient with everyone yeah. and it will wear you down to the worst version of yourself. Yeah. So if you really want to love God and love other people, yeah. which is the ultimate commandment from God, mm. we have to operate as the best version of ourselves. So it's not just so that, we can appear to be better people it's so that we can actually fulfill god's greatest commandment come on and that is to love god love other people go into all the world yep. and shine his love and his light mm, how are we going to shine love and light if we just every day are so beaten down mm. by a relationship that is just sucking the life out of us come on where our mantra is i i just can't take this anymore yeah you know if we're in that place how in the world are we even going to notice yeah. when something comes across our path that needs a little bit of love from us, a smile, a yeah. hug, a, like maybe a little bit of our time, a little bit of mm. our encouragement? No, because when we're in the chaos of an unhealthy relationship, it starts to become so consuming that that is the world to us. 100%. And yeah. it really starts to darken the best of who we are. Mm. And, you know, at some point, Tony, I had to make the decision yeah. that my heart is too beautiful a place for all of that. Okay, girl. And 
I just had to make the decision. Like my Come heart on. is too beautiful a place to let bitterness and resentment yep. and anger and desperation crowd out what is mm. really what I'm created to be. And that is, I am kind. I am loving. I am generous. Mm. I I give everything I've got and then a little more. Come but on. I don't give so much of myself that I become the shell version mm. that I was never meant to be. I just feel like somebody listening and watching right now needs to hear that your heart is too beautiful a place, honey. Okay. For all this to keep going down, for pain to keep re-entering your story over and over and over again, because you haven't found the bravery and the courage to put a good boundary in place. Your heart is too beautiful a place. I think I'm saying that to myself right now, Lisa. Mm. Dog it. I love that. That's confident humility right there, honey. Um, okay, Lisa, I have two more things for you, then I'm gonna let you go. You know, when I do these podcasts, I um do my little research and I look at all your little statistics, and it's like founder, president of Proverbs 31 Ministries and I mean 25 books. We're not gonna let that one go. But I was scrolling on your site and I was trying to figure out like the best bio to pull out, to talk about with all the little stats and stuff, but there was a part. That quite honestly, and I'm emotional because I just had a baby, I think, but also I'm just emotional. That made me weepy a little bit. And here's what you said. Um, you said, I wish with every fiber of my heart that I could erase parts of my story. But staying stuck and trying to wish something away will cause me to miss the beauty of what is. And even better, trusting God for what can be. And this goes back to what you're saying. We, number one, have the opportunity to put our trust in God, to build a, a solid foundation in him so that we are strong enough to put good boundaries here on earth. I just, I wonder when you wrote that, when those words came out of your mouth and first, we all want to erase parts of our story because it's painful and it's hard and it just sucks, okay? But you were saying here that, you would miss out on something. It would cost you something. It would cost you the beauty of what could be. How did you get to that place where you said, I know it's going to be painful. I know my story is going to be hard, but I'm not going to erase those parts. I'm going to trust instead. Well, I think part of it is when I was walking through the past eight years, mm. I kept, I kept asking the Lord, like, Lord, can you, can you please like send someone to rescue me? Mm. Like someone to remind me that I'm worthy. Can you send someone to remind me that they would protect me yeah. like something? And I was in a session with my counselor one day and I was telling him, you know, how I just, I just want someone to, to do that for me. And my counselor said, that is already happening. The Lord is that for you, Lisa. Mm. And I said, I know, but I can't like the Lord's not wrapping physical arms around me mm. and, and like, yeah, you and know, taking me out, you know, yeah. With this. And my counselor said, Lisa, learn to sit in the silence and then you'll know you're healthy enough to one day have another relationship. Mm. And, and he said, if you can't sit in the silence and, and, allow the Lord to be what you desperately want, then you're going to repeat patterns from your past. Mm. 
mm. that are going to lead you right back into this Ooh. bad place that you're in. Yeah. And I did not like his answer at all. It made me so aggravated <gasps> because when you're desperately lonely, when yeah. you're so heartbroken, when you, when you feel like at the end of the day, everybody else has a person and you don't mm. have a person when you feel like the attacks keep coming yep. and you're not sure that you can by yourself stand mm. against those attacks, it can be the most daunting, hopeless place. Yeah. And it's not that I wanted another man to come in and rescue me. I just wanted somebody to yeah. stand up against the injustices that were happening mm. and just say like verbally, you will not do this to her anymore. Like yeah. you will you will not hurt her anymore. But when I learned to sit in the silence, mm. suddenly I realized I have the resurrection power of Jesus Ooh. in me. So Jesus is with me. Yeah. Therefore, it is crucial mm. for me to rely on Jesus to give me what I need so that I could stand against the injustice, that mm. I could make the changes, that I would have the wherewithal to say no more. That, that I would, out of respect for myself, say, I deserve mm. to be loved the way God designed me to be loved. Yeah. And when I took that strong stand for myself, mm. I realized I was never waiting for someone else to come. I was waiting, actually, and God was allowing me to wait, actually, for the most resilient version of myself come to on. stand up and say, this is what is acceptable and this is no longer acceptable and take it or leave it. Yeah. If you walk away from me, then by God, I'm the one that's still going to be standing because I will not become an ultimate victim in this. We have a choice. We can be a victim or we can walk in victory. Come on. If we hold up the banner of victim the rest of our life, we cannot also hold up the banner of victory. Yeah. When I grab that banner of victory. And I said, this is it. This is how the story is going to go, because I know this is what God wants for me. Lisa, I just want to say this. I love a good redemption story and redemption looks so good on you. Thank My you. goodness. I, I get weepy. I get weepy. I'm crying. You can't see it um, if you're listening. But what a powerful, powerful invitation for the listener and the watcher right now to know that you don't serve a God that just fights your battles, but he equips you to fight them yourself. That's so empowering. Like that's so, oh, I can't, I'm trying to get my life together. I'm so emotional because somebody, and you yeah, know what? Tell me, Part help of us. the way that God does fight our battles is by giving us the strength to do what we can do. Yeah. And where our strength ends is where God's miracle begins. Come on. And so, you know, God calls us to fight using the power that he has put mm. inside of us. And whatever we're not capable of, which there's plenty we're not capable of, that's where God steps in mm. and he fights our battle there. But he also wants to develop that muscle within us Grit. to say, I mean, if I have to walk through this, you better believe I'm going to kick the devil's teeth out in the process. <laughs> I'm about to smash him in the face. Okay, that got a little <laughs> intense, but that's how I feel sometimes. I love the scripture, James 4, 7 in the message version. It says, yell a loud no to the enemy and he'll flee. Whisper a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Oh, just a whisper. 
Oh, okay. We got to go. This is the last thing. I've done this for every um, episode in this season. Um, if you were sitting across from someone listening to this in a really painful season for whatever that looks like, divorce, like my story and yours, um, betrayal, abandonment, abuse, um, what would you say to them? Well, first of all, I would say you're going to feel like you're the only one in the world that this is happening to. Mm -hmm. And I just want you to know you're not the only one. Mm. And there, there are so many people who are where you're at right now. There's so many people who are a little bit ahead that could speak life into you. Yep. And I want to be one of those people. And we may not be able to sit down personally and have coffee today, but the words in my book were not written to a crowd. They were written for one person. And today that person is you. Lisa, why are you making me cry on my own show? I'm in charge. Um, Thank you. Thank you for a few things. Using your voice um, to set people free and not only stopping there, but allowing your words that will live on with all of us um, to be written in books that we can pick up, that we can go back to, that we can bookmark all crinkly, spill, spill coffee on, all the things. Um, writing my first book was one of the most excruciating things I've ever done. You have done it 25 times, okay, 26 now. And um, and it's still excruciating for me. Okay, well, right. thank you so much. <laughs> Looking forward to book number two over here then. Um, <laughs> appreciate, appreciate you, doesn't get better. Um, thank you for giving us the keys to redemption in our lives. It's um, just job well done. Can you pray for us? Absolutely. Yeah. God, thank you so much that whatever little part of my story is bringing some hope into someone else's life, Lord, help them to just see a glimpse of redemption. They may not be able to see the entire story and they may feel like everything's working against this, their story ever being a redemption story. But remember that I, I just pray that you would help people remember that redemption is never dependent on someone else. And redemption doesn't require that the other person that's in the story with us, that, that they pursue us or even that they turn around and that everything gets happy and, and it's like happily ever after Lord, help us to see that redemption is between you and me. And Lord, you provide a way. Jesus said that he's the way, the truth and the life. God, you have provided a way through Jesus that if we will every single day, even when we're beaten down and discouraged and we feel like we have nothing left every single day, if we will just utter some version of God, I love you and God, I know you love me. And for right now, that's enough mm. help us to be brave. Help us to see that sometimes the bravest act is going to seem so small, but it's so profound. Mm. And God, we just acknowledge before we get off this podcast, God, you are good. You are good to me. And God, you are good at being God. In your holy name we pray. Amen. Oh, man. I love you, Lisa. Good boundaries and goodbyes. Go order it. Woo!
bye y'all. Hey, I just want to thank you so much for listening to the Still Coloring Podcast with Tony Collier. I am so absolutely grateful to hold the stories of brokenness that we get to share with you and the honor that it is to point you to both resources and ultimately to our source, Jesus Christ. If you can't get enough of the show, we'd love for you to leave a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts and spread the word. If you've got someone in your life who you think would benefit from this show, don't keep it from them. And if Instagram is your thing, I want you to meet me there at Tony J. Collier. I'm a little wild, so buckle up. We'll see you next time as we all lean into the stories that help us claim hope and grit over our own lives. See you soon. The Still Coloring Podcast is a production of Ivy Media Podcasts. It's produced and edited by Angie Elkins. The music is by Sam Collier of A Greater Story. Artwork is done by Natalie Maxey of Nueva Creative. The show notes are by Allie Young of Wild Young 3. And I am your host, Tony Collier. And I want to remind you that you can heal and find hope and grit right in the middle of it. <laughs>